Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This Friday, August 4th, MLB betting picks episode edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, August the 3rd, currently 5.05 on the East Coast. Here to dig into the full slate of games for the Friday schedule. And joining me, I got my guys here with me. First up, it's D-Rock. Dylan Rockford, how you feeling, my man? Hey, we've had better days, went off, but I'm doing well kicking it. Uh, Mets just got swept by the Royals, so continue to fade them. But uh, overall, we had some day baseball today. Uh, one and one on the day, Phillies took care of the fish. And then the over didn't get there between the White Sox and the Rangers. But other than that, we're doing well, man. Yeah, one and oh start for me. I took the under in the uh that Phillies Marlins game. Um have the over in the Orioles and Blue Jays game. Blue Jays can't just buy a run right now, but they got a couple of ban on, but hopefully they can score some runs here. But um yeah, it, it's it's the grind time for MLB season, man. It, it's it's like right this stretch, like August, like leading up to the football seasons with like the actual grind that happens uh during the baseball season. But also joining us. How you guys know my voice on the NBA pod? And, of course, you're on MLB. It's Lante Smith. Lante, what are you eating over there, my man? <laughs> nah, man, I'm just – I was just uh, getting rid of some trash. It was in my way. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good, man. I started off – I was like you, D-Rock. Uh, I was on the Phillies today, so they got it done. Um, I actually put like a half unit on um, on Kansas City's uh, run line. So good. that cash as well. Uh, I know, Munaf, me and you are both on that over with, with Toronto – so hopefully they can get some runs in. But, yeah, man, looking forward to uh, breaking down the card. It's a pretty good card. I think the weekend card is pretty good also. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting into it with you guys. Yeah, we got some pretty good series uh, this weekend. I think it's obviously highlighted by the Astros and the Yankees this weekend. And, um, you know, again, like we talked about, teams that are uh, fighting for a wild card spot or even the division uh, uh, in their respective uh, divisions and their league. So uh, all eyes are at least for true baseball fans like we have in our chat, our usual suspect guys that are grinding out baseball every single day and watching it with us. Uh, shout out to our chat, obviously. We got uh, Randy in there, TVDBJ, Justin, Captain Insano. Uh, Mark is in there as well. Ryan has joined the uh, chat as well. So I appreciate you guys, as always, helping us uh, keep the show entertaining and making it go by. Uh, gentlemen, let's uh, dive right into it. We have one afternoon game tomorrow on Friday to uh, help us kind of get through the schedule. Uh, it's going to be the Atlanta Braves. They're headed to the Windy City to take on the uh, Chicago Cubs. Max Fried makes his return for the um, Atlanta Braves. I'm seeing who is starting tomorrow for the Cubs. I know I was looking at this game. Uh Give me a second here. I need to get oh, to wow. the page. I got the wrong 
Uh, God, who was starting tomorrow? Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, there we go. Kyle Hendricks. That is what it was. I do not see lines up yet. Actually, I do. I'm sorry. So DraftKings has lines up right now. Braves are a minus 185 uh, favorite on the money line, and the Chicago Cubbies are plus 154 on the money line. Uh, No total yet. Of course, we're waiting for the wind direction over there in the Windy City. No run line either yet. Uh, but Max Fried, like I mentioned, does make his return after missing uh, three plus months, or right around almost exactly three months. Um, that Max Fried has missed. He's la- he last pitched exactly on uh, May the fifth, which was against Baltimore, uh, and he got absolutely lit up in that game. He gave up uh, five earned runs off of eight hits and six innings uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. But he does make his return. Uh, Kyle Hendricks here on the mound for the Chicago Cubbies. On the season, four and five with a three point four nine ERA. Last five games, he's one and two with a four point eight five ERA, and the Cubs have won three out of his last five starts. And again, they're swinging a hot bat right now, guys. Um, you know, we've seen it against yeah. the Reds. I mean, it is the Reds pitching staff, but uh, they've been putting up double digit uh, double digit uh, runs like it's like nobody's business. But um, I couldn't. It's it's difficult for me to back the Braves here, especially at this big of a price especially with a pitcher that's coming back after three plus months. Like I'm not sure what he's going to look like or how long he's going to be out there or he's going to even going to be in a pitch count. Um, depending on the direction of the wind, I do think that both of these teams can put up some runs here. The Braves offense speaks for themselves. The Cubs offense has been raking over this uh, past week. Um, and again, against left-handed pitching, they've been doing pretty well. And like I mentioned, Atlanta's offense has just been one of the best in the league right up there with the Texas Rangers. So no total yet, but I was, Again, depending on the wind direction, I would lean towards the over in this game. I couldn't bring myself to a side. I can't get behind Kyle uh, Hendricks. And again, Max Fried coming off a three-month layoff for the Atlanta Braves. So over for me uh, was the bet here for me, D-Rock. Uh, yeah, so we have totals on FanDuel. No free shout-outs. It's at eight and a half. Okay. Um, well, I'll and take over on that. Wind is blowing in. So I'm actually going to go on the other side. I'm going to go under. Okay. Uh, we got 10 mile an hour winds blowing under. So okay, that, that changes sh- my mind then. Yeah. And you know how the, the wind is a little different at Wrigley than other ballparks. I, I should say that. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think the Braves should be this big of a favorite. I only made him a minus 145 favorite. We just don't know to, what to expect from Max Fried. We don't know how long he might be on a pitch clock. But before he did get hurt, he was lights out on the road. I'd, hopefully he can pick up where he left off. But at home, it's where he really struggled. And, you know, I, I kind of like Kyle Hendricks. I don't think he's been that bad his hard hit rate is around 27 percent as well so he's getting a lot of ground balls they are raking right now so it's kind of it's it's kind of bad to take in under when this team has put up 20 and 16 runs and back-to-back starts but that wind is blowing in which is concerning so uh, i'm gonna lean under very cautiously though Ante, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm going to lean over. Uh, the win thing does kind of give me a pause as to, you know, going full throttle and liking it. But, I mean, offensively, both of these teams, D-Rock, you mentioned it. I, I think both of these teams have been, you know, really, really good. Atlanta's hitting 284 in their last 10, six runs per nine. Chicago's hitting 304 last 10, uh, 8.6 runs per nine in that span. Uh, Cubs usually play to the over at home, 32 and 20. Um, six of the last 10 have went over also. And, you know, Atlanta, they're an over team uh, just overall. Uh, I mean, Hendricks, he's been fine, but uh, he has the last five starts. He's had like eight plus hits um, in each of his three I mean, three of his last five. So that's kind of concerning with the offense like Atlanta, who can pretty much match anybody. So 
I mean, they don't necessarily have to hit home runs to, to get us to this over, but if, if both teams come out and you mentioned Freed, uh, not sure how long he's going to go or how effective he'll be, but if he can get, you know, three or four runs off, I think the uh, – if they can get three or four runs off of him, I think Atlanta can handle the rest in, uh, offensively. So I'll go with the over here. 640 Eastern Star, we got the Tampa Bay Rays. They are in the Motor City to take on the Tigers. I'm seeing Zach uh, Littell is going to get the start here for the – Tampa Bay Rays and Reese Olsen is on the mound for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Looking at the lines for this game, the Rays are a minus 142 uh, road favorite here, plus 120 on the money line for the Detroit Tigers. Total is set at nine, run line minus one and a half, plus 120 for the Tampa Bay Rays, and plus one and a half, minus 142 for the Detroit uh, Tigers here. Uh, this will be uh, D Rock. Yeah, I'm going to go back to a total. I like the under here, under 9 at minus 120. I made my total 8.2. We actually uh, saw Zach Liddy, you know, go more than two innings in his last start against the Astros, and I think he did pretty well. He only gave up two runs in five innings. He was able to keep that hard hit rate under 35%, so it was a good outing for him going more than two innings. And Reese Olsen, he hasn't been that terrible. The reason he's lost so much and his record is that bad is because he just didn't really get uh, run support from the Tigers which is why I like the under. I just don't think the Tigers will be able to get to Zach. And I think the Rays aren't really scoring that many runs either. Nine just seems a little high for me. So I'm going to dive under nine here. Lante, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I don't have a feel for this game at all. If I had to do anything, I, I would lean to Tampa. Uh, they, they found a little bit of rhythm offensively, uh, even though despite losing to the Yankees last night, I thought they looked a lot better offensively in Yankee Stadium. Um, Detroit struggles at home, 22 and 30. Um, they're also – as a dog, 36 and 52, so that's kind of concerning here. Um, Tampa is usually dominant as a favorite, 59 and 31 on the season. And you mentioned Olsen. He has been fine. I mean, in his last few starts, though, nine earned on 15 hits, um, getting hit pretty hard of his last three starts, four home runs in that span also. So I'll take a look at Tampa. Um, just a lean, though. It's, I don't have a really good feel for the game. Yeah, um, for the Tigers, when Olsen has started over his last five games, uh, sorry, uh, last three games, uh, the Tigers have lost all three of those games. Um, but they have covered the run line in two out of those three games. But, I mean, lots of you mentioned he's in bad form right now. He's allowed, uh, like you mentioned, nine earned runs and 15 uh, hits uh, to the opposition. He also gives up the home run ball as well. Um the last two games combined, three home runs that he's given up uh, to the Marlins and the uh, San Diego Padres. So I'll lean here with the uh, Tampa Bay Rays here as well in this game. Uh, all right, guys, before we get over to the next game on the board, let me tell everyone about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon page. Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is the perfect for the diehard DJ. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always give out, will give out free picks. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. For all the details, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, guys, next game on the board. Let's go over to Cincinnati. We have another 640 Eastern start. The Washington Nationals, they are going to take on the Reds. Patrick Corbin gets a start here for the Washington Nationals, and Graham Ashcraft is getting the start here for the Cincinnati Reds. Looking at the lines for this game, 
The Cincinnati Reds are a minus 185 home favorite here, plus 154 on the money line for the Washington Nationals. Total set at 10.5, run line minus 1.5, uh, plus 110 for the Reds, and plus 1.5, minus 130. Uh, for the Washington, uh, for the sorry, the Washington Nationals here, Lante. What do you got? Yeah, so I don't want to lay 185. Uh, I'd rather just take the plus money on, on the run line with Cincinnati, but I do love the over. Um, Cincinnati was dominant in the July series, uh, winning four games on average by three runs, so got a lot of success um, early on with them. Both teams' bats have been really good. Cincinnati six plus in uh, four straight, Washington four plus in three of the last five. Um, Cincinnati's hitting 257 in their last 10 and 262 versus lefties on the season. So they're hitting lefties pretty well. Uh, they're actually hitting well against anybody right now, um, Cincinnati. So Corbin, I mean, he's he's been, I guess, better to his standards, but he's still get, been hit, uh, getting hit pretty hard, uh, especially with the long ball, four-plus earned runs in three of his last five, four home runs in his last three starts. Uh I mean, he got beat up against Cincinnati in an earlier start. Six earned runs on ten hits, two home runs in that game. Either in that game, also, I'm not the biggest Ashcraft fan. Uh, I think he pitches better at home, but I mean, he's he was lights out in July. Like he was really good. Six earned runs and five starts um, in that series early on that I was speaking of. He pitched six, only allowed one earned. Um, so that's you know that's really a, a good start for him. I mean, Cincinnati's covered six of their last 10 run lines. They're 34 and 20 on the run line at home. I'm going to lean with the run line here. I, I like the over. I think um, both teams offensively can have some success also. Yeah, Corbin has uh, gotten into a little bit of trouble here, at least over his last five games for the Washington Nationals. Kind of just go through the box score over the last five games. Um, the Nationals are two and three in those last five games, but the final score combined runs – We've seen a minimum of 12 runs in four out of the last five starts made by Patrick Gorbin for the uh, Washington Nationals. Uh, these two teams did face off on July 4th where Patrick Gorbin did get the start. He allowed six earned runs uh, to the Cincinnati Reds in just five innings pitch. He allowed 10 hits in just five innings there uh, for the um, Washington. Uh, sorry, yeah, for, he allowed uh, 10 hits, I'm trying to say, to the Cincinnati Reds uh, in that span. And like you mentioned there, uh, Lante, Graham Ashcraft has been really solid, um, at least over the last five games. I know he was getting a little bit of trouble early on, um, I think back in June, but in the month of July, he's been absolutely uh, lights out for the Cincinnati Reds. He posted a 1.84 ERA in five starts, only allowed six certain runs in 29 and one-third settings pitch. So I uh, like the run line here for the Reds. Um, Reds team total all the way here for me would be my favorite bet in this game. Uh, D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, team ride here. No... Uh- Real value, I, I guess, in taking the Reds here uh, on the money line. But I got a plus 120, still like a plus 110. Any plus money, to be honest, if you're getting plus money to take the Reds on the run line, I think that's a good bet. Um, You know, look at just as last time that Patrick Corbin faced the Reds. Uh, he got rocked. Six, six runs off 10 hits in five innings. And the, runs won, the Reds won that game by four runs. And I know on the surface, Graham Ashcraft numbers did, hasn't looked the best, but I do think he's pitched great, like Lante said, in the month of July. He hasn't allowed more than two runs in six straight starts, including going six strong innings against the same Nationals team. So the Reds have won every game this meeting this uh, against the Nationals this season. So I think it continues tomorrow. Give me the run line here for the Reds. All righty. Uh, let's go over to the next game on the board. We have a 7.05 Eastern start, probably the series of the weekend. 
Houston Astros, they are going to take on the New York Yankees. Hunter Brown gets a start here for the Astros. And Luis Severino gets a start here for the New York Yankees. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the Astros are a minus 135 road favorite here, plus 114 on the money line for the New York Yankees. Total is set at nine with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 124 for the Astros, and plus one and a half, minus 148 for the New York Yankees here. Um, uh, D Rock, what do we got? Yeah, give me the Ashes here on the road on the money line, minus 135. I made the Ashes a minus 140 favorite. Now, Hunter Brown, he really he hasn't been the best pitcher, but he has been better on the road than at home this season. I mean, how can anyone back the Severino right now? He and the Yankees. I know the Yankees, they got a big win yesterday, but they're just a fade, especially Severino's. He's a fade, in my opinion, right now. And the, the Astros are just a better team overall, offensively and defensively. I, I, honestly, I would take the Astros' first five minus a half. With the way Severino's pitching against, especially his last start on Sunday night against Baltimore, he was awful. So can't get that start out of my head. I, I think the Astros can jump on him early. So Astros' first five minus a half, depending on what the number is and i'll take them full game on the money line i mean you, you're telling me that severino's on the mound i'm gonna <laughs> fade him all day i mean it's, uh, it's just yeah. to put into perspective here guys 21 <laughs> and two-thirds innings pitch he's allowed 27 earned runs in that span seven home runs um he's allowed he's allowed at least seven earned runs in three out of his last five starts uh and the yankees have lost four of his last five starts by um, I want to, yeah. So, three of those last five starts, they've lost by multiple runs. Uh, and they've also overall lost four of his last five starts. The lone win was against the Kansas City Royals, where he had probably his or well, the second best outing out of the last five games. But now you're going up against, again, uh, we can all agree a top five offense in the Astros when they are healthy. I know they got Altuve back, they got Alver, uh, Jordan Alvarez back as well. I believe they gave the, um, both of those guys consecutive days off or one guy off one day, the next guy off the next day. Just to, I feel like just to kind of get ready for this Yankee series. So we saw what happened in the playoffs last year with his Yankees uh, and the Astros where the Astros swept them. Um, better offense. I Well, I'll say a better pitcher right now for sure. And Hunter Brown. So Astros all day for me. I agree with D rock. We'll look at them early. Uh, if you want to take the team totals for them as well, if it's anything at five, I would, pound the over i think the astros absolutely tee off on uh Luis severino so i will take uh astros interview which way here uh lante yeah man series of the weekend if you're if you're a houston fan not if you're a yankee fan i mean you know houston's own new york um yeah. for for a while it's been like years and it goes back to even before the little cheating scandal or i, I feel like after that the Houston just came back and just killed new york even more than what they were already doing um they've won five straight in the series um, New York struggles as a dog, 15 and 22. And Sano has the perfect recipe. I think uh, me and you both went with Cole um, last night. Yeah. You got to bet on on the Yankees when Cole's on the mound, and you got to fade him when he's not. I mean, that's just pretty simple. Uh, Houston's winners in seven of the last 10. They're 31 and 22 on the road. That's a positive. They're 43 and 30 as a favorite because I think they're just slightly favorite here, right? This game, they are. They're a minus 135 favorite. Yeah, so, and they're hitting 260 on the road in the last 10, 250 versus righties in the last 10. Um, I mean, I just can't look anywhere but Houston. I mean, I, they, they got they got New York's number. Um, I, I wouldn't even overthink it. I don't have to go get into uh, Severino because you guys already broke it down. But, yeah, I'll take the run line for Houston. I think they can pretty much bury uh, the Yankees here. 
All right, before we get over to the next game on the board, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. The NFL regular season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And they're available in a ton of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. Of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Make sure to use promo code SGPN. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the board. We have a... 605 Eastern start the Kansas City Royals. They are headed to the uh, they're headed to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. Jordan Lyles gets a start here for the Kansas City Royals, and Aaron Nola gets a start here for the Philadelphia Phillies. Looking at the lines for this game, the Phillies are a prohibitive favorite here of a minus 245, plus 200 on the money line for the uh Kansas City Royals. Total is set at nine with Vic towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half, minus 120 for the Philadelphia Phillies, and even money on the run line plus one and a half for the Kansas City Royals here. Uh, Lance, what do we got? Yeah, price is a little too high to lay the money line. I mean, Kansas City, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, six straight wins. Um, I have I have their win margin for five games. I didn't filter it in for this game because it was going on when I was doing my notes, but 31 and 19 uh, in the last five games. That's what they're outscoring their opponents by. So, I mean, they're playing better, but then again, you can look. I know me and D-Rock, we were talking about this off the air about how the Mets have probably just quit. So I don't know how much to read into their success in their last series. But, hey, a win is a win. Um, but Jordan Lyles, you know, he's on the mound today. And uh, I think that win streak is going to come to an end. Uh, he's four-plus earned runs in seven of his last ten. Outside of pitching really well in Tampa, um, you know, Nola, he's been – shaky so 18 earned runs on in, in a five game span um without that tampa game included uh you know despite that i really can't trust you know casey and lyle's here so i'm gonna roll with philadelphia on the run line um the 28 and 20 at home uh, as a favorite they are 39 and 28 so i'm gonna roll with uh philly here i'll probably look at the team total to go over also that'll probably be the best bit um in the game is the team total to go over do you rock what we got yeah i agree i mean for me, it's either the run line or the under nine and a half at minus 108. I did make my total 8.7, but I think the safer bet is to take the Phillies on the run line. I mean, I don't t- don't take them on the money line unless it's in your parlay, I guess. But they should win. The, the Royals are awful on the road, but surprisingly, they've won five in a row. But against Aaron Nola, who's, he's great at home, I think their winning streak comes to an end. So, yeah, give me the Phillies on the run line, minus 120. 
Yeah, I mean, I know that Lyles has been respectable at, at home. He does have the same uh, win-loss record, but the the splits are way worse for him on the road, right? I mean, his ERA is almost, what, 7.52 on the road uh, compared to a 4.95 at home. Obviously, that ERA close to 5 is not good at home, but um, he just gets into a lot of trouble on the road. And, and um, again, the opposition in road games against Jordan Lyles Jordan Lyles in the rules are one and nine straight up <clears throat> in his 10 road starts six and four to the over. Uh, I know um, Mark was asking about the year fee 16 and four overall in his 20 starts, but on the road it's seven and three. So 70% there um, in the opposition, the run line is seven and three. So I think you would honestly look at a run line here for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, they're coming off of the victory against Miami. They should be back home in plenty of time. Uh, so rest shouldn't be a excuse me, a huge issue for the Phillies. Um, but I think the luck probably does run out, at least for this game, for the Kansas City Royals, and the win streak does stop. So I'll take the Phillies minus one and a half, minus 120 with Aaron Nola and Jordan Lyles on the mound. Uh, next game on the board, it's going to be another 7.05 Eastern start. The New York Mets, they are going to head to Baltimore to take on the Orioles. David Peterson gets started here for the New York Mets. And Dean Kramer gets started here for the Baltimore Orioles. Looking at the lines for this game, the Orioles are a minus 148 home favorite, plus 124 on the money line for the New York Mets. Total is set at nine with a little bit of big towards the over. Run line minus one and a half, plus 140 for the Orioles, and plus one and a half, minus 166 for the New York Mets here. Uh, David Peterson has been coming out of the bullpen for the New York Mets um, on the season overall, three and seven with a 5.92 ERA. Um, again, Hasn't gone a lot of innings. He's gone two innings each in his last two appearances for the <clears throat> Mets, excuse me, which was against the Washington Nationals. Um, on the road this season in his seven starts when he was starting for this Mets team, he's one in five with an 8.41 ERA. Um, on the other side, Dean Kramer uh, for the uh, Baltimore Orioles, 10 and four. Is his record with a 4.66 ERA. Last five games, he's 2-0 and with a 3.45 ERA. Uh, the Orioles have won all five of his last starts um, that he has made. His last start was against the Yankees. Got in a little bit of trouble there. Did allow three earned runs just in just four innings. But the offense carried him to a 9-3 victory. I mean, we, we were talking about it offline. Just, I don't think the motivation is there for this Mets team, right? They know that their season is over. They traded their two overpaid aces um, at the beginning of the season uh, with Scherzer and Verlander. Uh, and I think this this pitching staff might just enter the territory of, of the Oakland A's and how bad that they've been. I know D-Rock could probably expand on that or probably agree on that with me. Uh, so it's going to be – I like the run line here for the Orioles, guys. I mean, it's, I think it's some great value there. Um, I think the bats will be able to get to David Peterson at a plus 140 price. I'm going to take the run line here with the Orioles. Like their team total to go uh, over as well for the Orioles here, Lante. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Mets are uh, in fade mode. They're, in, they're already checked out, I think. Um, I mean, Baltimore's playing really good, so that just coincides in a good you know, three or four run victory for Baltimore. The 32-21 and 21 at home. Um, playing extremely well, six winners in six of the last ten. They took two of three in a series um, versus a good Toronto. Well, a Toronto team that was playing well at, at that time. I won't say that they're you know they're good, but they were playing well at the time. They're hitting two fifty five versus lefties on the year um, with an average of five point eight runs per nine. So they're hitting pretty well. Kramer, who I mean, he's fine. 
Uh, I don't know how well he'll be doing in the postseason when things tighten up a little bit, but so far, so good. Uh, one earned run in three of his last five starts, limited contact in that span. Uh, I know D-Rock probably got his hard hit rate, but it can't be too high. I mean, he's only allowed four hits um, once in that span. So um, Baltimore's covered seven of the last ten run lines, uh, while the Mets have failed to cover in seven of the last ten. Pretty simple for me. I'm going to lay it with the uh, I'm going to lay it with the Baltimore Orioles on the run line at the plus price. D-Rock. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with you, boys. Uh, I mean, give me the over. Uh, I made my total 12.9. I think it's a little inflated, but over a nine, I I just don't. Uh, David Peterson's garbage. I mean, he's a total <laughs> fade. Uh, I can't imagine this Oriole team not scoring six, seven runs, to be honest. And I'm putting that lightly. Like, th- this team should sweep us. The Orioles just sweeped us. So, the Orioles are a very aggressive lineup as well. I mean, they, they go after the first pitch a lot. And I just don't think this is a good spot for Peterson or the Mets. They just got swept. They've checked out mentally, physically. Uh, yeah, they're they're done. So, um yeah, I think they're going to get killed in this series, to be honest. You know how uh, every every series, I, I guess, hopefully you guys see it, they they say the Mets, what do you what do you give them the grade for the uh, trade deadline? <laughs> F minus. F minus all the time. I just hope they, I hope they see it. But uh, oh, yeah, no, th- this team's done. Yeah, uh, I, I know you got it in million. your drafts. You got it in oh. your drafts already. F minus. It, it, it's saved. It's just copy and paste. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, let's get over to the next game. 7-10 Eastern start, a battle of two AL Central teams. The Chicago White Sox are taking on the Cleveland Guardians. In Cleveland, I'm seeing Mike Clevenger is getting the start here for the Chicago White Sox, and Logan Allen gets the start here for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Guardians are a prohibitive minus 170 home favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the Chicago White Sox. Total set at eight and a half with big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 124 for the Guardians, and plus one and a half, minus 148 for the Chicago White Sox here. Lante, what do we got? Yeah, so I don't trust either team, but I think Chicago is in that same little group as the Mets. They're just unbackable right now. Um like one one earned run in the last three games uh, during this losing streak. Now, this doesn't account for today. Uh, I didn't account that. But I think they scored, what, three runs today? Um, but all mm. of those were in the first inning. So, I mean, they didn't do much after anyway. I think they lost 5-3. So, offensively, they've been atrocious, um, 20 and 36 on the road. They're hitting 229 on the road, 217 in the last 10. Um, they split a four-game set last week. Uh, three of the four games went under, which is where I'm going to lean to or what's what I'm going to bet. Um Cleveland 65% to the under at home and the way, you know, Chicago is playing offensively. I don't think I can see many runs here. I think we see a four zero three one type of game. So I'll take Cleveland um, on the run line just for you know better value. But I think my, be- my best play is going to be the under in this game. Do you rock? Yeah, I do like the under. I set my total at 8.2. Got wind blowing in as well. But I do like the Guardians on the run line here for a little more value, plus 124. I mean, I agree with Lante. The White Sox are just not backable right now. 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, and they're awful on the road. Uh, I know Logan Allen, he had a rough start in his last one, in his last start against the White Sox. But, you know, I, I do think this is a good get-right spot for him and the Guardians. He's much better at home, while Clevenger has struggled uh, on the road this season. So a little revenge spot for Allen and the Guardians. Uh, plus 124 on the run line for the Guardians. 
Yeah, this is going to be his fourth start against the uh, White Sox this season. Um, and like you mentioned there, D-Rock, um, Ruff started in his last start against the uh, White Sox in Chicago. But um, I think it should be a bounce-back spot here for the uh, Guardians and Logan Allen. Mike Clevenger, he's been, I guess he's been okay for the uh, White Sox. Um, i trying to pull up his numbers here, but... Four and four on the season, 3.59 ERA. His last five starts, he's actually been, like I mentioned, he's been pretty good. Two and one with a 1.71 ERA. He's only allowed five earned runs in 26 and one third innings pitch. And again, um, he pitched against this um, Guardians team last week. Five innings, two hits, didn't allow any earned runs in that span, three strikeouts as well. So I don't trust the Guardians offense to score me enough runs, um, but I agree about the under in this play. I think it's a good bounce back spot for, um, like you guys said, Logan Allen. And then two starts a season for Mike Clevenger against the Guardians. 11 innings pitched. He's only allowed two earned runs. So it should be hopefully a rock fight between these two teams and the underdust cut through for us in this game. Uh, next game on the board, we have a 7-10 Eastern start. The Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox are going to battle out at Fenway Park. Alec Manoa gets a start here for the Toronto Blue Jays, and James Paxson gets a start here for the uh, Boston Red Sox. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Red Sox are a minus 155 home favorite, plus 130 on the money line for the Toronto Blue Jays. Over-under set at 10 with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 112. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 124 for the Boston Red Sox. And plus 1.5, minus 148 on the run line for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I'll kick it off here. Alec Manoa gets us another start here for the Toronto Blue Jays. His last start came against the, uh, I believe it was, yeah, the LA Angels. And then I was watching this game. I think I was on the over in this game. And I think that... Manoa was very fortunate. He did get some um, bounces his way or uh, the hard hits were there, but they were just directly going to the outfielders uh, by the LA Angels um, against Manoa. He only lasted four and a third inning, did allow four hits, one earned run. He did have three walks. Again, walks continue to be a concern for Alec Manoa. So if you are a prop player, um, Manoa has allowed at least three walks in three straight games. Uh, and he's allowed at least four walks in uh, two of his last three starts. Um, historically, Manoa has actually been pretty good against the Red Sox. Um, but I, again, it just, I just question on what which Alec Manoa we're going to get because in his career against the uh, Red Sox, four and one with a one point seven one ERA, thirty six strikeouts, and seven appearances. Did have a start earlier this season against the Red Sox back on May third. Five innings, he allowed only two earned runs. He did take a loss in that game, but that was a 8-3 victory for the Red Sox after the bullpen pretty much blew it up for the Toronto Blue Jays. But I'm not sure if I can trust Manoa here. Uh, James Paxton has been probably the more consistent pitcher for the Boston Red Sox this season. I know Bello has been really good, but he, he's been shaky as of late. Uh, six and two on the season for Paxton with a 3.34 ERA. Solid outing in his last start against the uh, San Francisco Giants. Five innings, he only allowed one earned run, eight hits. Excuse me, five strikeouts and two walks in that game. He did face the Toronto Blue Jays earlier this season, which was probably one of his best uh, outings of the season. He went seven and two-thirds innings in that game, three hits, uh, shutout baseball, seven strikeouts to two walks. I feel like this number may be a little high, but I think the one – I'm going to trust the Red Sox bats here. I know they've cooled off a little bit. 
But Alec Manoa, again, I can't trust him. He's been up and down ever since he has returned. But I'll trust the Red Sox here. I'll trust their bats. I'm going to go with the Red Sox uh, on the money line here. I also do like the Red Sox team total in this game here as well. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, so I had a hard time with this game, man. I yeah, really it was did. it was tough, man. Yeah, I really did. Like I was looking, it was a couple of games that was, that was like this. Actually, I think that we got coming up, but this one was really tough because I mentioned it in um, the breakdown where uh, in the breakdown previously about when Toronto lost that series, they had been playing well, and Boston had hit a little uh, slide, and then they played well against. Um, Seattle, I think it was. They lost mm-hmm. two of the three games that they probably should have won. So I'm kind of indifferent here. So, but I, what I do like is I think I'm going to go with the over here. Um, four of their last five meetings have went over, uh, including two of the last three that were played uh, at the start of July. Um, Toronto's hitting 263 versus lefties on the year, um, and 265 versus them on the road. So they had a little bit of success. I mean. I can make a case both teams are pretty much equal. I mean, Manoa, he is what he is, but uh, his past two starts, he's been good. I, I know I've been letting you have him when I've been in the chat about uh, betting on Manoa. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know if I can trust him, like you said, with the Boston Bats because they'll wake up at home. I, I really do. And if Manoa has, like, you know, a hiccup here, I could see it against his Boston up against these Boston Bats. So instead of picking a side, I'm probably just going to go with the over here. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't blame you for it, man. Again, the, anytime these two teams match up, it's it's it always seems like it turns into a run fest. But right. it's going to be a big series for both teams. I know they're yeah, battling yeah. out for that AL wild card position, so um, it should be a fun series to watch between these two squads. D Rock, what do we got? I'm actually going to go on the other side. I do like the under ten. I made my total nine point two. Um, Paxton has been great at home this season, and Lante, like you said, Manoa, he's had he hasn't been terrible. His last two starts have been actually pretty good, and only one of his starts since returning has gone over the total. Blue Jays, they're a dead under team. They can't. They've only scored what one run still in this game. Yeah, they're seven two and one. They're about to be eight two and one toward the under in their te- last ten games, including four of their last five. So. I think we actually might see more of a pitching duel than we expect. Uh, so I'm going to lean under 10. 10 just seems a little too big. All right. Next game on the board, we have, uh, let's see, a 805 Eastern start. The Miami Marlins, they are headed to Arlington to take on the Texas Rangers. Jesus Lazardo gets a start here for the Miami Marlins, and Jordan Montgomery makes his first start for the Texas Rangers. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Texas Rangers are a minus 155 home favorite, plus 130 on the money line for the Miami Marlins. Total set at eight and a half with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 118. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Texas Rangers and plus one and a half, minus 155 for the Miami Marlins here. Uh, D-Rock, what do we got? Yeah, so I I got it earlier in the day. I got the Rangers minus 125 on the money line. Um, Now minus 155 is what you're saying. That's what I made them. I guess it's like one of Mal's like unit and a half plays. I mean, Mal and I were talking, I think, yesterday about how bad the Marlins have been. Like, they're probably one of the worst teams coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, they, I love it. They traded for David Peterson, and he sucked. So that, mm-hmm. that, makes, that, that makes me happy. That was two but, days in a row, right? Yeah, two days in a row he's blowing it. So it's happy. But uh, <laughs> and, and now they go on the road where, you know, 
they're going to play one of the best lineups in the league. Montgomery, he's been really good in the month of July outside of that start against the Cubs. His hard hit rate has been under 35%, which is lovely. Um, I just think the Rangers could take care of business here at home. They have the better pitcher, the better offense. Um, what'd you say the run line is plus 130? For the Rangers, yeah, plus yeah. Uh, plus 130. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good value. I needed anything above a plus 115. So, yeah, plus 130 if you don't want to take the plus uh, the minus 155 uh, on the money line. But, yeah, I got to be on the Rangers here. Yeah, Montgomery actually did face the Marlin, uh, Marlins earlier this season. Um, beautiful outing. Six innings, a lot six hits, only one earned run in that uh, time. Uh, five strikeouts at two walks in that game. And over his last five games, he's been uh, he's been decent. I know he hasn't the win-loss record there isn't there for him. But he had back-to-back starts against the Chicago Cubs, who've been doing absolutely uh, damage against left-handed uh, pitchers. But prior to that was his start against the Marlins, um, where, again, when he was with the Cardinals. So definitely has some familiarity with this team. I'm trying to see how he's done historically against the Marlins in his career. Uh, let's see here. Um, so he had one start back in 2021 when he was with the uh, New York Yankees. Five innings, one earned run in that game. And then, like I mentioned, back on July 18th with the uh, as a pitcher for the Cardinals against the Marlins, six innings, he allowed one earned run. So um, I knew Jesus Lazardo was having a pretty good season for the um, uh, Miami Marlins. But I just feel like, again, like, like D-Rock mentioned, that it feels like that you just have the better – you definitely do have the better offense that are the – are the, are the Marlins going to be able to score enough to keep up with the scoring ability of the Texas Rangers? And I don't think that's going to happen in this series. So uh, that plus 130 on the Rangers run line, I think that's a very nice price. So I'm with you there. Uh, Rangers and all of which way here for me. Uh, what do you got, Lante? Yeah, this is another one of those games where I just couldn't pick a side. I mean, I didn't want to take Miami. I knew that, but I was trying to find a like a unique way to, to bet Texas uh, that, you know, it got away from me. I saw it, D-Rock, that, that 125, but I, I didn't – I wasn't fully like dug into the game, so I, I didn't want to bet it just yet, but I, I regret it right now. But I took some five to one on Texas to win um to to win the the AL. So I think I think they're gonna round in the form and get back to to what they were earlier in the season. Maybe not to that highest of, of level, but being that they got a shot in the arm, they got a new ace. Um, I think they can. I think they could take them a long way. Um, the bats will pretty much wake up, so if they can hit that ceiling, I think they got a shot to at least contend. Maybe not win, but I think five to one was a, was a decent number to get here. Uh, as far as the game, give me Texas on the run line. I mean Miami. I watched them blow those two games. I was unfortunately I was on them and wasted that Sandy start. Uh, he was dealing. They should have let him go back out for the eight. It's not like he he's not accustomed to pitching. You know, eight nine innings. So um, that blew them. And then, I mean. They look good against Chicago. I know it's Chicago, but eighteen to four uh, run differential. I mean, that's that's big. So give me Texas here. Uh, I think they can win big against Miami. All right, uh, next game on the board. It's going to be a eight ten Eastern start. The Arizona Diamondbacks. They are headed to the uh, Twin City to take on the Twins. Merrill Kelly gets started here for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Bailey Ober is on the mound here for the Minnesota Twins. Looking at the run line, or sorry, the uh, lines for this game, the Twins are a minus one thirty favorite here at home, plus one ten on the money line for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total set at eight and a half, a little bit of juice towards the under at minus one fifteen. Run line minus one and a half. Um, where'd it go? 
just oh, there you go. One and a half plus 150 for the Diamondbacks and plus one and a half minus 180 for the Minnesota Twins. Um, Merrill Kelly has been a pitcher that's been absolutely crushing it on the road thus far this season for the Arizona Diamondbacks. His overall record is nine and five with a 3.23 ERA. Six of his nine wins have actually come on the road this season, um, where he is six and one in eight starts, a 2.74 ERA. Uh, on the road thus far this season for Merrill Kelly. Um, the Diamondbacks have been alternating between win-loss, win-loss over his last five starts. Um, and again, this Diamondbacks team has really kind of fallen off, man. Um, I was holding some nice tickets on them to at least make, win the NL West and also to make the playoffs. Uh, that's looking bleak by the, by the minute here, or by the day at least, I should say, where they've kind of struggled out of the gate, uh, especially post-All-Star break. But um, on the other side, Bailey Ober gets a start for the Minnesota Twins on the season, 6-5 and five with a 3.19 ERA. At home this season, he is, uh, let's see here, 2-3 and three with a 2.98 ERA. And the Minnesota Twins, over his last five starts, um, he, they've won three out of his last five starts. Um, coming off a rough outing against the Kansas City Royals in four innings, he allowed 11 hits, six earned runs in that span. And he's allowed at least two home runs and back-to-back starts to the opposition. I feel like I have the better pitcher on the mound here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And like I mentioned, Kelly's been crushing it on the road thus far this season. At a plus price, at plus 110, I'm going to roll with the Arizona Diamondbacks here. Also, do like the under 8.5 here, but I'm curious to, uh, to see what D-Rock has on his total for this game. Yeah, I lean with the snakes as well. I see plus 116s out there, plus 110, anything, to be honest. I only made the Twins a minus 110 favorite, so I agree. I, I think the snakes will definitely have the pitching advantage with Kelly over Bailey Ober. Like you said, Merrill Kelly's been lights out on the road. His hard hit rate is hovering around 22%, which is amazing. And I know the snakes, they haven't looked good recently coming out of the All-Star break, but neither really has the Twins. They've lost four of their last five games. I think the uh, snakes have the pitching advantage and i think they also have the better bat so uh as for the total you you asked about 8.3 so it's around eight and a half okay. uh, so i would lean under but yeah I, I gotta go with the dog here Monte. yeah man i couldn't agree more with you guys i think what really took me it was hard for me to pick a side but what took it over the edge was just seeing that you know Kelly, how dominant kelly's being um on the road and you know that you know arizona's gonna need him down the stretch if they want to you know yeah, I guess make a little resurgence to, to get back and, and keep your tickets alive. When off, um, I don't know how much exposure you got on them, but I mean, I got a little bit as well. So hopefully they can, you know, kick it into another gear here. But yeah, I'm rolling with Kelly on the road here. Uh, Minnesota is a Jekyll and Hyde team. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, so is Arizona. But again, I think Kelly, better pitcher. Um, I'll take Arizona on the road as a dog. All right. Another 810 Eastern start. We have a battle of NL Central teams. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they are in Milwaukee to take on the uh, Brewers. Uh, Quinn Prester gets a start here for the Pirates, and Colin Ray gets a start here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Brewers are a minus 166 home favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Total set at nine with a little bit of victory over. Run line minus one and a half plus one twenty for the Brewers and plus one and a half minus one forty two for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates here. Lante, what do we got for this game? Yeah, man, I think it's too short. I think Milwaukee's too short here. Um, I know the Brewers; they, you know, they didn't look good over the last few weeks. Uh, they lost four or five. Um, 
bad showing against a bad Washington team at home. I mean, Washington's better on the road. They just came in and they lost two of three in both games. They kind of blew. I thought they were the better team and, you know, for about six, seven innings of that game. Um, they've won four or five against Pittsburgh, all four wins in dominant fashion, outscoring Pittsburgh by 14 total runs. Um, I mean, Rhea Ray, I don't know how he wants to pronounce his name. If he's watching, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> uh, he's had problems with, you know, giving up the long ball, allowing a home run in five straight. But he did shut down this Pittsburgh offense uh, in the July 2nd meeting where he only gave up two on five hits. Um, and he went six and two thirds. And, you know, outside of getting hit well versus Atlanta and Cincinnati, which is, I mean, nothing to be ashamed of, uh, he's been solid. Two earned runs or less in, in his four starts. Um uh, Priester, 16 earned runs in his last in, in his July 3rd. I mean, his three July starts, I'm sorry. Four home runs and 11 walks. So he's had a, a lot of walk issues. If you want to take a prop for him to go over his walks, I think that's a pretty good prop to play. Um, I think Milwaukee should be able to feast off him. Uh, two of those were at home uh, as far as the home runs. It should be a, a good day for Milwaukee offensively. I mean, if they can't get it, if they can't get it done here, then they just need to pack it up. Uh, I, I think they're much they're much better at home. Twenty nine and twenty four. Pittsburgh twenty two and thirty one on the road. I mean, all signs point to Milwaukee returning home and dominating here. So, anyway, you can get Milwaukee on the team total. I take them on the run line and I take them uh, on the money line as well. I think one sixty is kind of short. D Rock, what do we got? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't really want to lay the one sixty, even though I did make him a minus one seventy favorite. But I, I do lean the Brewers here at home. Uh, maybe on the run line plus one twenty to get better value here. But, you know, the Brewers have to turn this thing around if they want to be contenders. This series against the Pirates are a good one for them to get back into the win column. The kid, uh, Quinn Priester, he's allowed four more runs in each of his uh, first three starts. So maybe a walk prop, maybe an earned runs if it's sitting at like two and a half. So I I like that prop as well. But, yeah, I I agree. I think this is a good spot for the Brewers. So plus 120 on the run line for me. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys just said there. Um, I would look at a Brewers' first five-team total uh, in this game here as well. Uh, you take a look at what uh, Priester has given up in the first five innings, five earned runs, four earned runs, and seven earned runs. Um, two of those games he did make it past, uh, barely past the fifth inning where he went a, a third of an inning, but hasn't made it to the sixth inning in any of his three starts for the Pirates here. So uh, Brewers in all which ways here, especially in a, in a race where they are in the NL Central batting, battling for the uh, division. Uh, next game on the board, we have an 8, 8-15 Eastern start. The Colorado Rockies, they are in St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. Chris Flexen gets to start here for the uh, Colorado Rockies, and Adam Wainwright gets to start here for the St. Louis Cardinals. Looking at the lines for this game, the Cardinals are a minus-175 home favorite, plus-145 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Total set at nine and a half with a little bit of big towards the under at minus 112. Run line minus one and a half plus 114 for the Cardinals and plus one and a half minus 135 for the Colorado Rockies. D Rock, what do we got? Yeah, what a stinker this game is. Adam Wainwright <laughs> versus Chris Flexen, man. Uh, I mean, I don't want to take the Cardinals at this number. And to take the Rockies, I need a much bigger price. I mean, I guess I'll fade both pitchers here, take the over 9.5. I did make my total 9.9 for this game. I mean, just look at Flexen's first start with the Rockies. He got rocked by the A's. The game skied over the total as well. And Adam Wainwright hasn't been that much better either. Four of his last five starts have gone uh, have been shootouts. 
routes have gone over this number. He gives up much more hard contact and runs at home than on the road. I think first five over is a good look as well, but I, I, I don't trust the bullpens either, so I'm going to actually add them into the equation. I'll take the full game over. Both pitchers are a fade to me at this point, so over nine and a half for me. Yeah, I mean, the struggles continue for uh, Adam Wainwright. Um, last five starts, he's 0-4 with a 10.89 ERA. He's allowed 23 earned runs in 19 innings pitched. And unfortunately for him, the Cubs have just been an absolute thorn in his side. His last start was against that Cubs team. They allowed four earned runs in six innings pitched. But I think the Rockies can get a few off of him. But I think my more favorite play is what you know D-Rock mentioned, is that it's just a fate of Chris Flexen and just looking at the team told to go over for the for the Cardinals here. Um, obviously, I don't trust Wainwright uh, to have a good outing. So I'm just going to back the offense here, and hopefully they score some runs for the Cardinals. So team total over for me. That number's probably going to be five and a half. Uh, first five innings, maybe a two and a half with, with some big on it. But even if it is at three and a half for the Cardinals, I, I'm still comfortable with that. Or, or like D-Rock said, I think he summed it up perfectly. Probably a first five over at five and a half is probably with the number. Uh, if you get a five, I think that's uh, definitely uh, a, a a great look as well. Uh, Lante, what do we got? Yeah, man, what an ugly game. I mean, Jesus, this is this is horrible. Uh, if it wasn't for gambling, I don't think anybody would be interested in this game. Uh, I have no idea what to do with either team. I mean, you guys mentioned it, flexing. You know, he's given up a home run in four straight ERA over seven in his last six starts, and that's not just like seven point one. It's like seven five, seven eight, seven nine, like. It's really high. I mean, Wainwright hasn't been much better. I know Scott has is, is already got the bet in. I know he hates Adam, Adam Wainwright, or or he doesn't hate him. I guess he just loves um, uh, going against him, yeah, um, as we all do. But, again, I don't know if you can fade him here, but, again, I don't want to bet on him. I'm with you, D-Rock. I'm going to – two bad teams, two bad pitchers. I think it's going to be an overfist. I think we can see, like, north of, you know, eight-plus runs for each side, maybe – 11 to nine game here. So I'm going to go with the over. I don't really care who wins as long as they hit the ball um, out of the park. So Chris Flexen in five starts this season, 0 and five straight up. The over is 4 0 and one and it starts the, the year fee four and one um, and first five innings um, total three, one and one Oh, and five in the first five innings, the opposition in those five games against uh, Chris Flexen, uh, the Angels were able only able to get four runs in that game where Chris Flexen started, but that was with the Mariners. Uh, but since then, the Cubs against Flexen, 14 runs scored. And again, obviously, this comes into bullpens as well. 7-7-11. Seven, seven, and 11. So at least over the last four starts, the opposition has scored at least seven earned runs or seven runs uh, against Chris Flexen. And just to put into context here for Adam Wainwright um, in his starts this season, uh, the over seven and six, but he's allowing seven point zero eight runs <laughs> over the last uh, over the course of the season. So I, I, I'm expecting. I think all of us are expecting to see here runs, runs, and runs. All right, boys. Next game on the board, uh, the Penn Ultimate game. Here we have a battle of the AL West teams. Seattle Mariners. They are uh, in uh, Anaheim to take on the Angels. A nine thirty eight Eastern start. Luis Castillo gets a start here for the uh, Mar- sorry yeah for the Mariners and Reed Detmers is on the mound for the LA Angels. Looking at the lines for this game, the Mariners are a slight road favorite here of minus one twenty. Even money on the money line for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Total set at eight and a half with big towards the under at minus one eighteen. 
Run line minus one and a half plus one forty for the Mariners and plus one and a half minus one sixty six here for um, the uh, LA Angels here. Um, I'll lead it off here for this game. Um, let's see here. Let's start here with uh, Luis Castillo for the Mariners. Um, on the season, he's seven and seven with a two point eight eight ERA over his last five games. Two and one with a two point three two ERA. Um, against the Angels, he does have two starts. He's been pretty solid in those games, despite having a one-in-one record. He's only allowed three earned runs in 11 and two-thirds innings pitched um, against the Angels. His numbers have been great overall for the season. He's just not getting the run support, and that's kind of been the demise of, you know, Luis Castillo's season. So for me, um, I'm looking at Reed Detmers here. We're all kind of waiting for him to, you know, be that guy. I know he had that um the no hitter i think was it last season or the yeah. uh, season prior but over his last five starts he hasn't been very good one and two with a 6.75 era uh, slot 15 earned runs in 20 innings pitched did have a decent outing against the mariners uh he allowed two earned runs in four and two-thirds innings pitched um the mariners have lost three of his last five appearances his last start was against the toronto blue jays uh, where they lost that game six to one so um I guess I'm going to trust the Mariners here. I think I like the under in this game here as well at under eight and a half. I think that number is a smidge high. Uh, I think Castillo will go along well here. So I like the under and I'm going to take the Mariners on the money line here as well here, D-Rock. Yeah, I was able to grab the opening line. Mariners plus 102. I jumped on that. I actually made the Mariners a minus 135 favorite against the Angels. So you said minus 120 they're at right now? Yeah. Yeah, I still like it. Um, I do like the under as well. I made my total 7.9. I think 8.5 is a little too high. I know Castillo, he has been better at home than on the road, but I still think he's better pitcher than Reed Demers. Even in the game he lost to the Angels back in June, his hard hit rate was only at 21%. I just think he got into some bad situations there. But he's had a good July, and I, I think we'll see some positive regression come from uh, Luis Castillo. So Mariners, they're playing good baseball right now. I do think this is a good spot for them. Them. So I agree on the under with you, and I also think this is a good spot for the Mariners. Lante? Yeah, team right here. I like the Mariners also. I think Castillo is kind of in the category as, as Framber this year. I think their record doesn't indicate how well they've, they've pitched. Yeah. Um, Castillo, like, he's been solid on the road. Two earned runs are less than four of his last six starts. Um, that includes one of the games you were talking about, D-Rock against the Angels that in early June. He had three earned runs on six innings pitched in 10 Ks. So I think he can have a, a good a good night here. Um, Seattle's hitting almost 260 versus lefties uh, on the road this year, scoring about five runs per nine. Detmers, I mean, he's been fine, but like like you said, I just I'm not the biggest fan of, of Detmers. So I'm gonna go with Seattle and Castillo here. Um, Seattle performed really well against Boston, who we just talked about. Um, they took two of three. They could have easily lost um, those games, but they gutted it out. Uh, I think they can get a win here against. Uh, Probably a buyer, the most buyer's remorse team um, at the deadline <laughs> in the Halos. Because uh, if you seen Giolito pitch uh, last night, oh man, it was horrible. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how it was bad, but again, I feel like that anytime like a pitcher that has like really good stats like over their last couple games that they're going up against the Braves, like that yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I think that there was a the. It happened to Yuri Perez before the Marlins sent him down. Yep. Uh, he had given up like one or two earned runs and like. I don't know how many innings, and then he faced um, he faced the uh, Braves, and then he gave up like the amount of runs he had given up in like five <laughs> right. starts in the first right. inning. So, right. yeah, it, it's, then, it's definitely um, tough. 
Yeah, look at uh, I forgot the whoever pitched the game before G Little is shut Atlanta's offense down, and then he goes out and like they bomb him. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but they only scored one run, right? It was four yeah. one, um, Angels, and then the next day they're feeling good. Uh, I think the Angels actually took some money. And Giolito just goes out and bombs him. That, that, that had to be rough for his confidence, man. Uh, last game on the board, uh, Battle of NL West teams. 940 Eastern start. The LA Dodgers, they are headed to San Diego to take on the Padres. Bobby Miller gets to start here for the LA Dodgers. And you, Darvish, gets to start here for the San Diego Padres. Uh, Darvish and the Padres are a minus 118 home favorite. Dodgers are a minus one and two on the money line. Total set at eight with a little bit of big towards the over run line minus one and a half plus 160 for the Dodgers and plus one and a half minus 190 for the uh San Diego Padres. Uh, Lante, close out, man. Yeah, so it's gonna be pretty simple for me. Uh, much like the Yankees and the Astros series, the Dodgers they pretty much own San Diego. Um, they They've won five straight, four by two-plus runs. Um, all five games did go under, um, averaging around the same total, like eight and a half, nine-ish. Uh, the offense got back on track against Oakland. I know it's Oakland, but still got their confidence going. Five-plus runs in the first two games. Uh, they probably add another five spot uh, tonight when they play. Uh, the Dodgers 28 and 25 on the run line on the road. I think that offense carries them. I'll look at a team total over. I know Darvish is fine at home, but again – I mean, with the success that the Dodgers have had uh, against the Padres, I can't look at them. I, I can't look at the Padres. I think they're going to be in that little room where they're going to be unbackable as well. Um, I know they still got a little bit of hope for the season, but again, Dodgers are a different beast. Uh, I like the Dodgers on the run line. I like their team total over also. Yeah, Darvish has been pretty good over his last five starts, 3-1 and one with 3.62 ERA. The lone number that's really inflating that uh, those numbers was that start against the Pirates. Um, where he allowed seven earned runs and just four and one third innings pitch. But other than that, he's been really solid. Did have a start against the Dodgers earlier this season. Uh, he pitched, let's see here, six and two thirds that game, allowed four hits and only one earned run in that span. Where Bobby Miller on the other side, uh, three and one record with a 4.67 ERA. He's allowed at least three earned runs in four of his last five starts. I feel like this total is a little bit low. Um, I think the again. Lonzo, you mentioned that they were able to find some type of offense. I know it was against the Oakland A's, uh, but I think that's something that they can carry into um, this series against the Padres. Um, and again, this 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 feels like a this is a series where you know both teams get up to play against each other because they are division rivals and 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 that such. There's a lot of a lot of start power in this in this uh, series this weekend. So I'm gonna lean with the over eight. I feel like this will move to eight and a half, maybe by uh, game time or in the morning. Uh, but I'll, I'll take, I'm going to take the over eight. I'll, I'll lean with here with the, uh, with the Padres as well here. Uh, D rock. What do you got? Yeah, this was a t- another tough game for me to come down on a side. My numbers did make the Padres a minus minus one thirty five favorite, but you know, I was having a tough time getting to the window with the Padres just because like Lante said, the Dodgers have owned them this season. They've won the last five meetings between them. And usually I do like to back Darvish at home, but he hasn't been the best at home this season. Uh, I, I just can't get the start. I think it was maybe two starts ago against the Pirates where they just lit him up at home. And, you know, yeah. Bobby Miller hasn't been that bad on the road either. So Dodgers have won four of his five starts on the road this year. So 
it's a toss-up to me. I do agree. I think it should be a close game, but I agree on the over. I think it's a little low at 8. I made my total 8.7. So I, I got to go over here and gun to my head. I, I probably would take the Dodgers, to be honest. All right. That was the last game on the board. Uh, one order of business left here. That is going to be our locks and dogs for the Friday schedule. Uh, D-Rock, you want to lead us off? Yeah, why not? I will start with the Astros. Uh, just going to continue to fade Severino. We're getting a very short price here with the Astros. So I think they're going to jump on Severino very early. So first five minus a half, or if you want to take the full game, I think it's at a very uh, – reasonable price at minus 135 so i'm going to take the astros here on the road on the money line as my lock as my dog i should take the orioles on the run line because they're going to kill the mets but uh where did i have it um sorry uh yeah, I'll, I'll take the Orioles. I'll take the Orioles on the road. I think Denver Peterson's just hot garbage right now. The Mets just got swept. So just think this is a very bad spot for the Mets. Uh, Orioles, one of the best hitting teams. They're very aggressive at the plate. So I think they're going to kill David Peterson. So give me the Orioles on the run line, whatever you could get. I think it's at plus money right now. Uh, Orioles plus 140 uh, Whoa, on the yeah. run line. Amazing. Uh, Lante. Yeah, so the... <laughs> I'm scrambling because I knew as soon as he as soon as he was about to do it, uh, give out his dog. He took he took my D-Rock took both of my picks. Too, yeah. so I'm scrambling as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll I'll pivot and I'll go for uh, for my lock. I'm gonna lock up uh, Milwaukee uh, minus one and a half. I still at plus money right now. I just think that they they're gonna get back on track here. It's a perfect spot for them. Um, uh, Aria on the mound at home. If he can you know limit the home the like long ball, I think they'll be fine. And again, Milwaukee plays better at home. The offense will get going against a pitcher who's allowed 19, uh, 16, I'm sorry, earned runs in his three July starts. He walks a lot of batters. Milwaukee's patient at the plate. I think they'll get a lot of guys on. And they just got to, the bats got to get going here at home. I think their team total can go over also. So if you want to kind of, you know, pick your poison with that, um, I, I like both of those. But I'll lock up Milwaukee minus one and a half. That should be at like plus 113 ish, 115 ish. Um, if you I see a 120. It. That's even better. That's even better. And for uh, the dog, I'm going to go to another run line here, man. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Uh, I think Cincinnati against this um, against this team is uh, Washington. I mean, they perform well, but again, I think Cincinnati is a different beast right now. Um, they've covered six. Of the, they've covered six of their last ten run lines. Um, they're 34 and 20 on the run line at home. Ashcraft has been dominant. Lights out. He was dominant against Washington uh, in their in their last meeting. I don't trust Corbin at all. Uh, you know the numbers. You can go back in and, and review those if you want. But it's still like plus money, like small plus money, plus 103, plus 105. But, again, I think they can get it done here. All right. Uh, all right. For my lock, uh, I'm going to go with the over 9.5 in the Cardinals and the Rockies game. Um we talked about the two pitchers where they are absolutely just atrocious. Uh, we talked about how many runs that Chris Flexen has given up in his starts this season. He over is 4-0-1 in his starts uh, this season. Um, and Adam Wainwright, I mean, everybody knows if you've been following baseball season how bad that he's been for the St. Louis Cardinals, which just kind of means that both of these pitchers are probably going to uh, put out, come out and put out a Cy Young performance. So uh, over nine and a half for me in this game uh, as my lock 
For my dog, uh, I'll go with the Rangers run line, minus one and a half, plus 130, uh, with Jordan Montgomery on the mound uh, against the Miami Marlins. Um, the Marlins against left-handed pitching, I'm trying to put up those numbers here exactly, but um, WRC Plus over the last two weeks for the Miami Marlins, they are number, number 17, team batting average against left-handed pitching. They are number three, but Jordan Montgomery did have a really good start uh, against the Marlins earlier this season, which wasn't too far back. So um, I think that he's going to continue success here against the Marlins. I'll take the Rangers uh, minus one and a half plus 130 as my lock. Sorry, as my dog for the Friday schedule. All right, boys, that's going to do it for this edition of the uh, MLB gambling podcast. Uh, D-Rock, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, just that the Twins have uh, got Dallas Keuchel. They called him up from Triple A because yeah. Joe Ryan's going on the 15 uh, IL. So get ready to fade the Twins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel days are returning um, from last season. Uh, Lante, anything else? Nah, man, I'm good. Uh, best of luck to everybody with their bets this weekend um, and tonight. Uh, hopefully, we can get on, get on the right side of those games and uh, get some winners out. Yes, sir. Uh, Damn it, we, I need him. I've been getting crushed. Yeah, man. Uh, the Orioles end up scoring six, but Blue Jays mustered a whole one run uh, today. <laughs> Fifteen hits for the Orioles, and uh, wow. I feel like that they could have gotten that over by themselves, but it is what it is. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion for the Friday. Uh, sorry for the Saturday schedule. Where we do a lock dog total. Uh, I think it's me and Scott tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, but. Uh, yeah, look out for the pod uh, tomorrow, same time, if you're going to join us live. Appreciate everybody in the chat, uh, the usual suspects, uh, Captain Insano, uh, TVDBJ, uh, Ryan is in there as well. Uh, Justin also joined us as well. So appreciate all you, Randy as well. So appreciate all you guys that join us uh, on in the chat every single day. Uh, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.